0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 91 of Link to the Cast, your weekly dose of video games and nerd culture ephemera. On the show this week, another banner week over at Electronic Arts, Mario on the big screen, Agent 47 on the small screen, ARMS, the one true religion gets an update this week, and our book club this week cranks up the grayscale and tunes up the air guitar as we talk WCW NWO revenge. Let's start the show. This is Link to the Cast, episode 91 from linktothecast.eu, available on all your favourite podcasting platforms, be it Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict or Stitcher. I'm your party host, Dave Ryan, joined as I am each and every week now by the platforming prodigy that is Mark Robinson. Mark, how are you?
1: Well, having mentioned them in pre-production, I now have the band Saliva wedged firmly in my cranium, mm. which is going to put me in a bad mood for the next 90 minutes. <laughs> so,
0: well done, Mark. Well, look, we're, we're in a bit of a jovial mood this week. We got beers. We do. We is, have. Is we this, have <clears throat> we're being lads. Although I feel yeah, that. The lad cast incoming. I feel that you
1: have beers because you're suppressing maybe some. Um, Grief. Still uh, in mourning yeah. for my nation.
0: <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much that. <clears throat> After the 5 1 tonking we received. No, last I. Night. I
1: realized that uh, you have a podcast that is available. Do we call this the
0: Link to the Cast Network yet? Yeah, well, actually, fun. It's funny you should mention that. Myself and Jack have had some talks this week. Uh-huh. Um, it looks like that that sister podcast may not be uh, maybe replaced by something else that it, that doesn't require as much time and commitment okay, because cool. it's hard for us to square our schedules to do every week. Sure, but we still do like talking bollocks a lot. Yeah, and so.
1: very good at. it. Um, but I was going to say that uh, I realize you have a sister podcast for such um, discussions, but mm. we should probably.
0: Maybe, talk about the Republic of performance about... against Denmark.
1: It wasn't great, was or it? Or lack
0: thereof. Yeah. Um, it was for a little while. It was for about you know? five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, You remember what, once we stopped cheering, so Ireland went 1-0 up in the match, you'll remember uh, myself and Ben both had the same reaction once we stopped cheering, which is we scored too early. Well, it was you and, like, the whole of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then we shipped five. Yeah. Um. We, we shipped two in the first half. It was 2-1. game was... Pessimistic, but it wasn't over. Mm-hmm. Then we came out in the second half and looked brilliant for all of about fifteen minutes, and then just the drubbing started.
1: Now, would it be a fair assessment to say that um, Ireland and Denmark, there's, there's not too much difference between the two teams other than the fact that one of the, those teams has a world class player yeah who, except
0: one of them has christian Eriksen, who
1: scored a fucking worldly hat-trick last night mm-hmm.
0: um which i wouldn't say the uh the third one was a worldly. it was literally it was well, he it was it. passed to him by one of our players about eight yards <laughs> okay but the second the second, <laughs> yeah, was, the second was a beach. Very good. Um, so, yeah, that was, that oh, was the disappointing. The first was good as well. Um, the defence were you know just what? stock so, still, but his finish was incredible. So
1: much happened between his first and third, but I can't <laughs>
0: yeah. remember it. We um, left at 4-1, only to come home and check my <laughs> phone to the indignity of <laughs> Nicholas Bentner scoring. Oh, dear. the yeah, less said about that, the better. But still, you know, on the bright for, side. I'm looking
1: forward to the World Cup.
0: Yeah, the World Cup's be fun. I read there's
1: going to be one day where there's going to be four games on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my there God. There was one of those in the last World Cup as well. There was uh, a match on at, like, 2 a.m. It was like... Was it Japan and somebody? There was definitely a match on the middle of the night, and I'm pretty sure it was a four-match day, and it was oh, the only one. Oh, and that would have been Brazil, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, can't wait. My... Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. a World Cup. I, I am currently shopping for teams to support at it, because generally my two teams that I will support if Ireland don't qualify are Holland and Italy, neither of whom qualified. And I, and they
1: call me the sporting albatross. Mm-hmm.
0: It's true enough. <laughs> Many years of hurt, my friend. Uh (laughs) Um, How's your week been, though, other than Mm, that? Fine. Um, Fuck, don't ask me questions while I'm drinking. Um, Yes, enjoying our nice Who gardens. Who
1: gardens, yes. Uh, Yeah, not too much going on. Um, I'm kind of in the the limbo period between where I ended the freelance contract of my working placement and where I'm going on to, like, you know, full-time monthly salary now. Yeah. and um, where I was shipping an invoice every, well, twice a month I'm now having to wait that, that two week period to actually just get into, you know, being paid on for the month mm-hmm. um, so, like, trying to not spend money um, and fortunately I'm getting some money back because uh, a, a band or a singer of a band that I really really liked and was really influenced by her, turns out that he's a bit of a sex offender 2017 all your faves are problematic 2017 so but hey that means 80 quid back so there you go that's a positive spin jesus um but no other than that not a whole lot i'm really looking forward to december because i'll have money and because i'll be doing quite a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. so when you ask me that question i'll have stuff to say Mm -hmm. um and like even next week because i don't think i'm seeing queen's stone edge no queen's stone is on the tuesday i think Queens the Stone Age.
0: I can't remember, but it is that week.
1: Yeah, so Um, I think it's Tuesday, so we can talk about that next week.
0: That'll be yeah, yeah, because I have like three days out in a row in Dublin. You are they just doing one night or two nights?
1: I don't know. Probably one night.
0: I think it's probably Thursday then, because I think I'm out Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week, all in Dublin. Okay, fair enough. Look at you, Um, you yeah, because you're out on Friday in Dublin as well. Or yeah, yeah. Am I? Yeah, or Saturday, it the gig might be Friday, uh, because the the Brass Eye documentary we're going to is on that same weekend. I completely <laughs> fucking forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's in the mid. Like, yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the gig must be Friday. Then Brass Eye is Saturday. Do you know what? We'll have this discussion on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to get it straight in my head. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Anyway, how are you? Uh, yeah, I am alright. Uh, still PlayStationless. Oh. Um, I got the email last night though that it's been um. They finally got it wherever it's being sent to. Um So they're looking at it. It'll apparently take four to five days before they'll tell me uh, they've fixed it or they're replacing it and send it back out to me. So hopefully by the podcast next week, it should either already be on the way to me or I should have it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um But yeah, other than that, not really much to report this week. No. um I'm trying to think, did I even go see anything in the cinema or anything like that? No, can't say I have. I had one thing that I watched last night, but we may as well save that for next week because we're probably going to dust off our. Uh, speaking of the podcasting network, we're probably going to be dusting off the wrap up for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, after Survivor Series, So I'll probably yep. talk about what I watched last night. I watched the the new twenty four special on on uh, one William Goldberg. Oh well, yeah, I need so, to see that at some point. Yeah,
1: and I suppose you've got the big uh, the big J L Justice League, not Jerry Lynn. Uh, to see yeah, TF, trash fire, some yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: Thursday night, yeah, myself and uh, myself and friend of the show Ben Kavanaugh, are going to go see it.
1: I wait with great anticipation. Yeah, for your my review. hope
0: is, <clears throat> my hope is that whatever it is, it just doesn't fall into being bland. It's not Suicide Squad. Yeah, everyone has said it's not. <clears throat> sorry, most people have said it's a hot mess, but it's not as bad as either. Batman versus Superman or
1: Suicide Squad. So, see, uh, my I was thinking like it can't be as bad as just Suicide Squad because it has Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman who is just great in that role. Yeah. Then I remember she was, and in,
0: in fairness, Ben Affleck, I really like him as Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, but then I remember that both of them were in Bats versus Supes and that was awful. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. who knows. Mm cool but yeah that's, we talk, that's pretty much, let's let's talk about talk video games. games yeah
0: because yeah. we're just we're just spinning in circles yeah. here playing this week hey check it out i learned the baseline from final fantasy 2 scott you are the salt of the earth well oh, thanks i meant scum of the earth thanks mark how goes uh super mario odyssey
1: well i'm up to about 550 odd mm. moons now i almost said stars is <laughs> that all you've really been playing that's all I've been playing. Yeah, whenever I come in here, that's literally it. Again, like with the whole not spending money. Mm. Like, I've seen Rocket League on the Switch.
0: Yeah. And believe me. Yeah, I got a picture of you <laughs> last night in the chat <laughs> <laughs> with the proverbial wolf. I'm just like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, to be
1: fair, there's a fair few games that I want to play. Um, mm. Pretty much the first thing that I'll get come that time will be Wolfenstein because um, yeah. I need to play that, you know, before end of the year. Um, mm. Fuck knows where I'm going to find the time to do it. Um, I'm literally I'm just gonna have to come home from work each night and then I'm just gonna have to kind of hammer in like two three hours. Yeah, Hopefully I think if you did week. that over a week, you. Can I get think it. yeah. Um, so yeah, still more Mario and like going back to some of my cr- contrar- contrarian opinions from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't take back any of the things that I said. Um, and I do think that the more I'm playing it, the more I'm just like I just want to get. The moon's done, and then, like, I really don't feel like it's a game, a Mario game that I'm going to come back to. Um, which I, and considering I that me, I've, like, I've played 64 a number of times, well, i played Sunshine a I number of times. I think I also part Galaxy of that again. is that
0: there's 800 moons in this thing, it's not exactly one that you can just yeah. pop in and do over a couple of days. So, I think that comparison doesn't quite work like because again it's I love Bra- Mario I lo- it's still a 3D Mario game. I know but I love Breath of the Wild like you read about but I've put a hundred hours into that oh, and I've that. not cleared it so I'm not restarting that game anytime soon same with the Witcher I've probably put nearly 300 hours into that it's one no, of my favorite games I will games say ever. this
1: though I wouldn't have any objections to just jumping back into Breath of the Wild like on my save yeah, file yeah, yeah. and just getting lost for an hour or so you know um, but they are two entirely different games like, I, I get that
0: I, I as well like I'm past 600 now i'm near 650 yeah and i also would stay entrenched on my side of the discussion last week because i'm getting down to there's only the challenging ones left now <laughs> i've got all the ones that are piss easy to get and i'm only left with the challenging ones and mark i can tell you quite honestly i'm looking back fondly on the times where i could just walk into a moon yeah because well. again doing it without guides as well mm. and not knowing where they all are um and, like, one of the things that's been the bane of my life this past week are a couple of those Cooper races, the Master Cups and the Cooper races. Now, so that's
1: one of the things that I do, like, that's right up my street. because yeah, it, is,
0: it is challenging yeah. platforming. Because, as well, the platforming, this is something we didn't mention about the game with myself and uh, Jack did. It. It's like, the platforming in that game is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. If
1: they just wanted to release a DLC pack where they just had a bunch of different, like, Kingdoms. No, just that a are bunch, just well, platforming challenges. Kingdoms would be great, but just a bunch of levels just specifically designed mm-hmm. for Cooper
0: races. Uh, yeah. I would be all up for that. Mm. Well, there's a couple of different challenges in it that are like challenging. So there's the, the Cooper races where generally the rule is like the there's a standard cup and then there's a master cup. A standard cup all it really exists for is to be a mild challenge for less skilled players and to teach the more skilled players just how the route works yeah you know it's just a dry run for the master cup because the master cup is the one that's going to challenge pretty much anybody um and there's a few of them like most of them um require you to know some shortcuts on the route and a few of them on top of that require you to do very very precise and kind of skilled jumping Um, I would advise people who haven't gotten to the post-game in that game yet to um, get to work while you're working through the main thrust of that game on learning your cap jumps. Because I went through most of the main game not really doing the cap jump because if you're clever enough with your wall bouncing and stuff like that, most of the time, you don't have to. No, or
1: there's, like, a gimmick in the level that will help you get yeah. to whatever you need to get to. Like,
0: in, say, the the Wooded Kingdom, you've got those uproots, who I, I love the uproots. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, I, I there's really, a couple of the things that you capture in that that I, I love. Them. It,
1: the the kind of mini octopus that you can kind of propel up with. Oh, like they the are
0: jets. class. Yeah, the, uh, like the, the caterpillars that stretch.
1: Yeah, they're really cool as well. I love yeah.
0: them. Um, oh, there was another one. I kind of love, not because of what they do, but just because of their design. I love the, you know, the the little head statues, like the Easter Island head yeah. guys with the sunglasses. <laughs> just, like, they're they're just like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as they see you, they just buck and start running. Like. It's, it's
1: very weird to have an enemy in a Mario game that actually just runs away from you.
0: You know. Yeah. Uh, a, a little detail I love is how in, like, you know, caps are the theme of the game. And every single kingdom, it seems, that the um, the Goombas have different caps on yeah. them. I, I didn't notice until I was, I was polishing off Seaside Kingdom the other day. And it was not until very late in the Seaside Kingdom that I realized all the Goombas had pirate hats mm-hmm, on. Mm. And I was thoroughly amused. I will say
1: this for the game. There are a lot of minor details. I can't remember who on Twitter, but someone has a, a thread... That just has, like, loads and loads of, like, different little uh, things. Like, if you look at the globe uh, on the Odyssey, every time that you collect a moon, there's, like, a light on the globe that shines up. Um, There's a whole bunch of tiny little things like that that I really like.
0: Was it the video I saw? Was it if you bounce on the... If you start bouncing on the globe on the Odyssey, it starts playing a version of Jump Up Superstar. <laughs> oh, I did know that, but I will have to try that. Uh, I think I saw someone talking about that on Twitter. Yeah, there's so many little things, just the little details. Uh, another thing, we didn't talk about uh, either time we, we reviewed it as well. The music is so good. The music is very good. The, the, the sound design in general. Um, um, And also, um, I think it's the game that's pretty much shut me up about HD Rumble being a punchline. Mm-hmm. Because, fucking hell, like, some of the, the uses of the HD rumble and that, like, not just the, the, the obvious one that they keep making you do is that if you feel the ground rumbling as you're walking, it means there's probably something hidden under the ground, yeah. so you find where it rumbles the most, uh, and slam it, and that in of itself is pretty cool that, like, the, the rumble is that sensitive that you can feel slight changes in the vibration by running around, um, but the one that gets me every single time is the Seaside Kingdom with the sparkling water mm. when you start swimming in it, and the controller is gently fizzing in your yeah, hand. Yeah. It's surreal. <laughs> it's really surreal. Yeah. Um, uh, now,
1: with all of that said, I do have one other kind of major negative that I have to pick up on. Here he is. and that fucking volleyball game can get <laughs> fucked. <so laughs> you see, hard. that's
0: what I was like about the the jump rope.
1: I, yeah, I can kind of see why. Um, it's like, because it's pretty much the same thing. I will say this though, no. Because the jump rope...
0: <laughs> because I, I don't think so, so that's why. No,
1: because the jump rope, once you get, like, to get to 100, takes half the fucking time, if that, to do the volleyball one. The volleyball one, just, it takes too
0: long. That's what pisses me uh, off. Once it gets fast, it like, once it gets past 50, it's it zips. It takes forever to get there, though. Um, You're done with the, the But it didn't take me seconds. half as long to get to 100 to, uh, with that as it did to get to 100 in <laughs> the jump rope.
1: Um, um but yeah, no like I said, I, I do think it's a great game. I do enjoy playing it. It's just it hasn't I don't know, hasn't bounced off of me the way that prior Mario games do. Like I genuinely I remember playing uh the original galaxy and like the whole way through it, just my jaw was just aghast with just the, the magic and the splendour.
0: Yeah.
1: And Odyssey has its moments, it really does.
0: And as 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 we as we said last week as well, I'm completely flip reverse. Like that's yeah. me with Odyssey and yeah. Galaxy. Is that my yeah. jaw's on the floor during yeah. this one where I was just like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. On the other but, one, you know, that's just it's how it is. Um,
1: again, and that's gonna make end of the year discussions pretty interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So. What about you? What you? It'll depend on my mood the day we record. Really. <laughs> I was t- I was telling Jack, I like, I've got a top three that are just, just it's just floating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, See, only-
1: uh, the thing is, as I said, until I play Wolfenstein, I I already know what my top three are. Yeah, and it's just
0: gonna be. Uh, you might need to make room. Two balls ramming their heads against each other. Um, but enough about your personal life. Um, way. <laughs> anyway, um, I have been playing, and that's a powerful new potential addiction. Pickross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. I mean I, I am aware of Picross and do you actually do you know what version of Picross I got more addicted to than anything else? But there is a version of Picross Pokemon? on Pokemon Gold and Silver or Heart Gold and oh, Soul Silver. There is
0: there's actually a Pokemon Picross. I have played well, that and I, I do
1: like that. But there is a particular version on Heart Gold and Soul Silver that you have to play in order to get I think I think it's to get a Porygon on that game. And I got mad fucking addicted to that for so, the longest time.
0: Yeah, so like I'm I'm cool with puzzles, but I like I Like, and I enjoy puzzles, but I don't necessarily go seeking out, like, puzzle puzzle games. You know what I mean by that? Like, how would I describe this? Not The Witness. The Witness is the kind of puzzle game that I do like. Yeah. uh, Or that I do seek out, because it's puzzled through the gaming mechanics. Is it
1: more that just... Like puzzle games that are just like a static screen.
0: Yeah, they're they're the ones I don't usually yeah, go for right. because I'm just like this may as well be a pen and paper here. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Generally speaking, so like I've never really gotten into things like that. So I never really gave. I got Pokemon Picross uh, free in some sort of promotion yes. on 3DS. We, I think, uh, I I had that. That's where I got it from as well. So. And I kind of bounced off it pretty quickly because also one thing that when you're explaining new puzzles to me is that I have very little time for condescending tutorials. <laughs> so if the tutorials aren't going at quite the speed I want them to, because right I've already got this, I will quit out the tutorial and try and figure it out by doing it. Um. See, my thing with that isn't so much the condescending tutorials;
1: it's just my level of patience. Mm. Like I, and this goes for all games. If I'm not playing the game within about five minutes of starting up, I'm just I've already yeah. lost interest, which is my you know Metal Gear solid is my <laughs> the reason why I can never get into them.
0: So when I went to Germany to go to uh, World Tag League, I, I bought a couple of games on the Switch because I was like, I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. And I, assuming the Dallas curse was going to screw me, I was like, I could be traveling for quite a bit longer than I think. That I'm is gonna, just
1: going to fucking hold
0: over your head now for the rest really of your life. It really is. It's true. It's real. <laughs> um. You're so, going to be getting to the airport like two days I, early. I got a couple of games and I ended up getting so stuck into Stardew Valley that I didn't play the other two, which was uh, Picross S which will and happen. Thimbleweed Park as well. Um, oh, you did get that? I did get that, yeah. Okay. that's right up my street. Like, I know when I eventually start playing that, I'm just going to keep playing it. Yeah. Um. So I got Picross S. And for those of you who don't know, like who it, I would describe Picross as kind of like a cousin to Sudoku. Mm-hmm in a certain way so you have a grid system Um, in this game it starts off as a 5x5 five five grid I think then it goes to a 10x10 10 10 grid and now I'm on a 15x15 15 15 grid which is about I'm about two thirds of the way through the cross part of the game Okay, because there's a cross and then there's what's called Mega cross where I think it's a 3D like it's not a grid it's a, like a cube or something I'm not sure it's like you're playing Tetrisphere yeah, Kind of, yeah. So, I, um, I... Having never played it before, so you, you open up on this uh, grid system and there are numbers on the tops uh, and the sides. So, on the kind of the X-axis and the Y-axis, there's a bunch of numbers. And those numbers correspond to the amount of filled-in squares that have to be on that row or on that column. Um, and you have to kind of work out logically where those squares must be filled in based on where they like the row intersects with the column and such and such and such or sometimes like you'll get a real gimme so there'll be like a five by five grid and one of the columns will say five
1: yeah there's always like when you start off there's always the one to kind of help you chain together but then like later on you're having to do process of elimination Mm -hmm. to figure Um, out it's basically it's a psychotic form of data entry yeah
0: and like for three quarters of your run on each level of difficulty it will correct you immediately if you make a mistake it'll fill in the square as an X because you got it wrong Um, but then the hand the hand holding completely goes for the last part Um, it won't tell you if you made any errors until you try and complete it Um, and there'll be no assists or hints or anything like that Um, so it, it's a game that it's kind of, I think the perfect game for a commute in that you could easily do a pick cross puzzle in a couple of minutes, or you could spend, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 minutes doing some of the more difficult ones. Um, I think it's, it, it's a great game to have on the switch when you're in portable mode. Uh, one of the benefits to having it uh, on a screen static rather than a pen and paper is that you're able to use the um, the Y button? Can uh, put a hollow blue ring around the square to go. This might be a square, so like, that you like, can come back to like it later. Sweeper, yeah. And then if you hit B, if you know a square, it can't possibly be that square. You can hit a B, and it'll put in an X, yeah. So that you know if you're coming back on the column that it can't be that one. Um, so that kind of that makes it make sense to me why it's beneficial to do it on a screen rather than just, like, doing a puzzle as if it was in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. It's, like I said, because it's so easy to do those puzzles piecemeal, and you don't really need, like, you would need to think about it, but it, it's a great one to have if you want to play the game in handheld mode while something's on the TV as well. Um, is it, like... And it's good to keep, mental like, mental sharpness. Yeah,
1: in terms of the flow of it, is it just, hey, here's... One here's, here's the next one. Here's the oh next yeah, one. it's
0: like here's like about two hundred, the guts of two hundred of them. You can attack them. I th- I I think in any order you want on each page. Like you could skip one. Like if you can't get the very hardest one of the ten by tens. You can just skip ahead to the next page where it starts the fifteen by fifteen puzzles if yeah. you want. But it's a kind of thing like the witness where. It's not as... It doesn't beat you over the head like The Witness does, but it is effectively... If you don't do them all in sequence, you won't learn how to do it properly. Because it goes up so gradually in difficulty with each one, it's training you to get really good at cross without you realizing it. So if you skip, say, if you get bored of, you know, puzzle number 18 and you go, right, I'm going to skip ahead to puzzle number 30, you go that far ahead, you're going to be completely fucking lost. Because you won't have... You, like, you'll get the basic rules of Picross, but it, it feels to me like with every page, I'm learning a new trick to figure out... To, it to is like the, the witness puzzle. in that aspect. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um But it's it's really good. And I think it's only like 15 quid or something on the, the store. Yeah, look, I've
1: played a fair few Picross games over the years, and I always, when I get started with one of them, I get super, super addicted.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it's so... The, the UI and everything is so, like, beautifully simple there's kind of just one song i don't even play it with sound on. it's
1: it's the kind of thing though like where because there's so little to it you know yeah. the developers have that extra little bit of top. well they have a lot of time to just kind of polish it to a fine sheen yeah. you know
0: like i would gladly um pay for periodic upgrades to picross s or i would immediately buy a picross s2 or anything like that it's yeah, it's really good. If you like puzzle games, just simple puzzles, and you're looking for something to do to kill time on a bus or a train to work and you gotta switch.
1: What's it like in the battery life?
0: pretty easy yeah. there's not really a whole lot going on on it graphically um like it's a bit bright but you can control the brightness on the switch which will ease off sure. what it does to the battery uh
1: i'm probably will get that at some point
0: yeah i, re- I really definitely a thorough recommendation if we had a best puzzle game category it'd be right up there
1: i'd say i think my next three purchases uh wolfenstein picross and uh football manager 2018 on mobile yeah it's quite i, near, I so. nearly bought football
0: manager last night I managed to talk myself <laughs> out of it um, oh dave but yeah, that's It'll happen. that's what we've been playing this week anyway. Um let's move on to what's been happening this week in the news. News on the mark. So we get the most important news of the week out of the way straight away, Marcus. There's an update to arms coming this week. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, you are. We are. You swerved we are the there, official podcast of Arms. You have swerved me there. <laughs> Good work. I am just. I'm. 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 Insistent on just uh, preaching the gospel of Arms until enough people listen. All right. Tell me about what is in the update
1: for Arms because I have not seen it. Other than I know it's a thing. <laughs> and
0: by the way, can I just say that Martin Robinson of Eurogamer is on my wavelength here. Allowed me to read this out okay. to you. Arms, Nintendo's best game of 2017, and I won't hear otherwise. Thank <laughs> you very much. Was he? Was he the one that? <laughs> What, what
1: football thing so I think you
0: buried Chelsea or something oh uh, was it Spurs maybe was it Spurs Chelsea? there's also a running theme that any article that has anything uh, on Eurogamer that has anything to do with football has the subheading Weng- Wenger Out <laughs> Notice that next time you're on Eurogamer's website. It's, I would do. Stuff. I would do. Uh, they're getting in another significant update tomorrow. That's uh, Thursday of this week, the 16th, the day this podcast drops, with version 4.0 introducing an all-new character, a new stage, a new element, and a new mode. All gratis, of course. Uh, we don't know too much about the new character, although we do know the new element is poison. And that they have a companion of sorts, and that their stage looks to be Aztec themed, which is a fair amount to go on. Obviously, we'll have the full picture within 24 hours. It's the third significant update to ARMS after the introduction of Max Brass and Lola Pop. It'll be the third new character to be added to the game since launch. ARMS came out in June, but has been eclipsed somewhat by the likes of Splatoon to Zelda and Mario. Don't let them distract you from its brilliance, it really is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's cool. It's another case of, um, I love this kind of stuff. It's it's kind of the, the Overwatch model in in sort of way where like every so often, maybe when things start to lull on the game, it's like, oh, here's a new character, a new arena, a new gimmick and a new mode. Yeah. Boom. Get everybody back in. <clears throat> um, like that's maybe the one thing that I, like I wish there was a few more characters in ARMS to dick around with. Like mm-hmm. there's only about, what, a dozen, maybe less.
1: Yeah, I, you get to a point where you, if you're playing it and you're playing it consistently, it's because you're you know, thinking it's going to be an Evo at some point and you yeah. want to
0: be one of the best in the world. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really love ARMS. Uh. Good to see it getting uh, continued support. Anytime you say you want to, you're want you going
1: to bring it down and play it, I, you know I'm
0: always on board. Yeah, so. damn right, Sam. Yeah. Damn right. Right. Let's get this one out of the way then.
1: Uh, you know what? I had... <laughs> I had a mate of mine at work.
0: This is a triple blast.
1: This one. I had a mate of mine at work today, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you know your podcast, you did, Mark. Yeah, you're gonna talk about the whole Battlefront thing." I was like, "Well, just um, just uh, subscribe and find out." Well, I was like, "Here's the thing. Get them clicks, man. I'm really not interested because it's a game I was never gonna play. So, and like, yeah." Everything about it is a damning indictment of where the industry is at the moment. But and it's like, where the fandom
0: is. Yeah, so it's
1: just like, I already know all this, and I just, I don't care. I'm not going to play it. So, but here,
0: here's a triple blast of stories about what's been happening with Star Wars Battlefront 2 this week. Um, I should probably preface this by saying the game has come out now, and people are absolutely slating it, uh, critically. So, Yay. It seems to have not shaken off the pro- even irrespective of all the problems we're about to talk about. It still seems to not have been able to shake off the fact that if you play it for any longer than half an hour it gets very dull. Which is the, the key issue with the main one. <clears throat> the first one, sorry. Anyway. Uh, video game publisher EA have announced uh, by the way there's a recurring theme with where I got a couple of the stories for Star Wars Battlefront here is like this became such a shit show that actual news publications were talking about this. Yes, I this have isn't seen... from GameSpot. This isn't from Eurogamer. This story I'm reading from the Telegraph. <laughs> there was well, they, one they version a, of this, they have a gaming section. Though. There was one version of this story on the BBC. Uh, see, when you make it to the BBC, yeah. you know you're done fucked up. Video game publisher, yeah, like whenever you see video games pop up in actual news, you're like, it's not going to be good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the video game publisher EA have announced that they are cutting in-game costs to unlock characters in the upcoming Star Wars Battlefront 2. The move comes after EA faced a continued backlash against some of its monetization decisions in Star Wars Battlefront 2, the sequel to the popular first-person Star Wars shooter. It's not really first-person, it's over-the-shoulder third-person.
1: I mean look, they probably anyway, got they probably got a tech reporter, not a gaming. The reporter, cost so. of being
0: able to access heroes such as Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader has been reduced by seventy-five percent effective immediately. After the merge, the players would need to spend dozens of hours in order to uh unlock these characters. Uh yeah, so basically what had happened was the after the beta happened and everyone went crazy about that. They changed some of the the kind of the loot boxing as play to win. Yeah. They changed some of it, but not all. Then the next step was last week. It, is it EA Access is the? Yes. like The program the where you get early. And, yeah. So yeah. those people got this game last Friday and have been playing it. So over the weekend, it came out. the The actual mm-hmm. costs of things and how long you need to grind to get things. Yeah. And people went absolutely berserk. Um, and was... this is before the the things I'm about to talk about with Reddit and stuff like that, and the exact monetary values came out.
1: Yeah, so from but this, from what enough something had, it was something like four thousand hours plus to unlock every single oh, thing th- that that's coming up. That's yeah. coming up, and then I know that it was. Darth Vader and Skywalker were like 60,000 credits. Yeah. And now they're down to 15. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, they reduced like in the, your the, yield of credits. Well, like if you finished a campaign, you would get 20,000 credits, but now you're get 5,000 credits. Mm-hmm. So they've just shifted the goalpost more than anything.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so, continue. Um, People kind of went crazy about this and like to the extent where it kind of scared the shit out of EA and they, they made this price change. Uh but then the, the wave of bad press continued. Um and this is kind of one one of my favorite things is that a a comment uh from EA trying to explain uh trying to give reasons for why they did, did this, this. Yes. has officially become the most downvoted post in the history of Reddit. Scoring do you want to guess without clicking on? Uh
1: it was like six
0: hundred and fifty thousand. Six hundred and eighty thousand downvotes Wow. Um so yeah, it's not been it's not been a good week for them and then like you were kind of alluding to here. I'll give you some of the breakdown um of how long it would take um to unlock everything it would take an average of 4528 hours of play to unlock everything without paying any money on top of like by by that I mean paying any money apart from the $60 you spent to buy the game in the first place. Um also, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is also a thing to point out here. This is a sixty quid game. Yeah. Also, speaking of money, if you were to actually just go, no, do you know what? Uh, I don't want to spend four thousand, which is entirely reasonable. But I don't want to spend four thousand hours trying to unlock things. Uh, Mark, have have you clicked on, or do you want to play the I game? On. I have clicked on.
1: I don't want to click. Would on
0: you it. like to guess how much it costs in the in the oh. Queen's pounds? Uh, to unlock everything in the game, are we talking three or four figures here? I'm not giving you anything, son.
1: Fine. I will go with a um, uh, straight up half a grand. Um, Have I underestimated? <laughs> massively. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Give um, you okay, one more guess. Uh. Two thousand five hundred. No, one thousand six hundred Great British pounds.
0: Oh, because that's just so much better than I two know. and a half. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's how much it costs to to unlock everything. Um, yeah, mm, indeed. Yeah, and this is all by the way that that four thousand hour projection is assuming that you earn in game credits at a rate of about eleven 1, hundred an hour. Right. Um, every hour for the next year, for the next one hundred and eighty eight days straight fucking hell um yeah game it's been a poor week um in some respect you got to feel bad for the developers because this isn't obviously develop like the actual people who are just working on this game day to day aren't the ones who went
1: loot boxes it's obvious that this was ea going hey you know put this in (laughs) i'll tell you one thing
0: though thank fuck i didn't take that customer support job with them Mm But then also uh, another thing about it is that uh, f- reading some of the reviews, uh, it seems like the, the actual story mode and it, the writing, which is definitely on the developers, is like cringy fan service stuff. Yeah, so... Where it's I, like, what would happen if we ran into this guy?
1: Um, and the other thing as well, like from... I think it was on the Reddit post where they were talking about the, the passion of the community. Uh, and I, I saw a tweet uh, about how, look, Alright, you want to talk about that the community is being very vocal about this, that's Mm. fine. Now, I know there was the whole thing about um, a game uh, developer for EA being sent death threats and everything, although I know there was an article, I don't actually know if he was genuinely a developer or not, but there's a difference between being passionate and voicing your opinion on reddit and then just straight up being a prick and sending harassment and yeah. whatever else
0: it's a, it's a pox on everyone's house
1: so like you know there is a particular wording to use but basically by not calling a spade a spade out on those t- people you all you're doing is just you're promoting that hey yeah Fucking say whatever you want, Mm -hmm. you know, it's passion. No, it's not. It's,
0: but also the idea that, like, they, in some respects, bowing to the abuse they were getting and dropping the prices is kind of giving people a Pavlovian response that if we just absolutely verbally assault and threaten developers they'll drop the prices on things for yeah. us which is not a not a cool thing to encourage people no. to do now
1: looking at the the positives of this out of class fuck. this is the first game where the i mean because the shadow of war got negative reaction mm-hmm. but it didn't get anywhere near what this is getting close, not yeah. even close So I wonder how publishers will look at this Mm -hmm. um, and how they will go forward keeping this in mind. Because, again, like Call of Duty got some flack, but that was just more the implementation of... That um, was
0: more just, it was wholly inappropriate.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I'm really... um, Look, here's the thing. If this was a a, a free-to-play game, you wouldn't be batting an eyelid. Yeah. You know? It is that... It is that no, it's a sixty quid game. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. If you're gonna release a
0: sixty quid game and you're gonna to go to the lengths that clearly they've got sixteen hundred pounds worth of DLC in it and my and loot boxes. Like
1: you have to be the most fucking ardent fan, or you're being fucking paid by EA to play the game online. An influencer. An influencer. Uh yeah, That this we, we've had some howlers this year, um when we think about the, what, what's our award called? The, Konami Corner for Ineptitude? The Kena-
0: yes, the Konami Corner Award for Ineptitude in video games. I think this it's is... A, it's a tough race this year. But this is potentially... Unless, a, like, like last year, someone comes out as a paedophile. Yeah.
1: If, <laughs> if We're not gonna... I, I, I haven't looked at the contenders for a while, or the nominations. If there's paedophilia or racism, then they're already winning. But, you know,
0: if, they're, if they don't exist, this is a strong top three. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, in related... EA news for this week. EA have required have acquired Respawn, who would be ah. best known to people as um the developers of Titanfall.
1: Yes. Yes. This um so which comes what no less than two weeks after shutting down um Viseron. Is it Visceron? Visceral? Visceral. Visceral, yeah. Uh, only a couple of weeks after shutting down visceral. Uh, so you can imagine that everyone's response was, "Well, rip, respawn."
0: Yeah, you know? was really tough is that it's one. It's it's founded by one of the guys from Infinity Ward. Yeah, that like that 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 dude has had enough trouble with massive soulless corporations uh-huh. trying to fuck him. Like, mm. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I I immediately got significantly less jazzed about the prospect of a Titanfall 3 which is a shame because Titanfall 2 is a good ass game
1: yeah um, I don't know maybe they feel that with the developer in house now that they can market it or do something with it can't wait to have to grind for loot boxes to get any Titans yeah Yeah, because I I definitely feel the EAC value in the Titanfall brand, even though the Mm -hmm. first two games just haven't performed, and part of that is down to the availability um, on the first one, and then the second one was just down to, you released it in between fucking... You released
0: a sequel to a game nobody bought.
1: Between Call of Duty and Battlefield. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, But yeah, maybe they just think that if they have in-house that they have more control and they can... Well, yeah add more loot boxes mm. i don't know uh it's not been a good week for ea <laughs> no no
0: it's like it really is i, I kind of jokingly said that the first week we started talking about some of the shit they've been doing lately and it really is like ea we're looking at it going oh no we're not having this other people like other people taking the credit for being the absolute worst in the industry yeah. we need to reclaim our crown uh, and they're going hard for it and,
1: and genuinely my manager like came up to me today is like so did you pick well mark what do you think huh? huh i was like yeah i think i fucking picked well thank you very much uh, yeah as much um, as I like Gauai. Mm-hmm. anyway,
0: let's talk about more pleasant things. Stardew Valley, my friend, that's a game I like. Um, Stardew Valley. We know there's a patch coming that's going to add multiplayer, um, and we're getting the, the the first console to get multiplayer will be Switch. I don't know what the time on that me, By the way, way, I'm
1: just going to buy Football Manager 18 for my mobile because
0: <laughs> now I've reminded myself. Carry on, continue. But um. We knew that was coming, the multiplayer mode, but what we didn't yeah. know was that it appears that there's more single Actually, player content coming. Apologies to,
1: this game. to, to interrupt you, but um, the book that you lent me by, was it Jason Trier? Jason Trier, yeah. yeah. The Crunch? Yes. Um, he's... You know nothing
0: of The Crunch, Tony Harrison.
1: The That one's just for Jack. The chapter from Stardew Valley is super, super interesting uh, and is a really great read. Um, particularly for those developers that, and there's not many of them that are psychotic enough to make a game by themselves, but you see like the demand from players that want to play this game. And there's been a lot of, of threads over the last couple of days with the whole um, Battlefront thing around players not actually understanding the logistics and the the difficulties in actually making a video game. Mm-hmm. And so I would implore everyone, is it Blood, Sweat and Pixels? Yeah. yeah. I'd implore everyone to read that book because there's a whole bunch of other games as well, but definitely the Stardew Valley one because uh, it, it talks about the multiplayer in that. and for uh, very
0: good with the, the digging and reporting he's very good with the words mm.
1: um but yeah like everyone's was pestering about where the fuck is the multiplayer and he's like look it's not as easy
0: as yeah. you think Just it could flick be. a switch and exactly. there's a second player yeah so uh, anyway sorry in Graham. recent interviews stardew valley creator eric barone has given the impression that the top farming sim is single player mode is effectively finished Last month, in a Reddit AMA, Brown said he has no plans for further single-player content and talked about how difficult adding new stuff had gotten since Stargey Valley had been widely localized and ported to different platforms. The game has a big multiplayer update on the horizon, which will add cooperative play within the same town. But beyond that, sadly, it felt like Brown was finished tinkering with his masterpiece. Well, that's no longer the case. In a post to Twitter last night... Barone revealed he was once more back working on single player Stardew stuff and teased what that might be so we got a screenshot of what looked like a purple boat that's sitting on the dock of the pier at the the south of town it's
1: where Mew is Hmm? it's where Mew Mew
0: is yeah under the truck beside the SSN Uh, and he accompanied that photo with the tweet: "I'm working on some new Stardew Valley content uh, to be released with the upcoming free multiplayer update. This will affect single player too. I'll share more when the release gets closer, though I'll keep some things secret. More fun, <laughs> which I think is good. Like some of the things like that are coolest about Stardew Valley are the things that you Besides don't know. The game itself, yeah. Apart from the minute-to-minute gameplay, are some of the cool little things that are in it that you don't realize until you're you you're." many hours in you're like oh that's a cool little weird thing correct yes um but yeah uh are you excited to shall we start a farm and multiplayer mode when we get it well it still it comes down to when do i actually get the game you know well i have it on the switch so we could park it on the tv and start a new save file oh man And it's obviously going to be january and christmas sales coming up Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm looking. I as soon as I've cleared like my interview stuff for this yeah. year, it'll probably be in the new year. I'll end up getting it. Mm. Um, yeah, probably actually, maybe
0: actually, I'll get it when I go in for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to talk to the grandparents. Yeah, I mean, you don't really talk to anybody anyway. All to this the, well, this is the most we get out of you in a week, usually. True. You have to force me you to save record. It all, you save all the, wor- the word the soup up for this. <laughs> um, Nintendo and Universal Studios are now in talks for an animated Super Mario movie. Uh, and more specifically, within Universal, it's Illumination, who are best known for the Despicable Me and Minions movies.
1: Are they going to turn it into a cinematic universe?
0: Now, I will say that if you're going to do a Mario movie, which I would urge people not to, Live action is definitely not the way to go, so I'm oh glad God, no. it's going to be animated. Although, can I be we... honest?
1: Can I be honest? I ain't give a fuck about a Mario movie. I want a Bowser
0: movie.
1: <laughs> I want a Bowser Origins S- movie.
0: Specifically Pimp Bowser I want... from Mario no, Odyssey.
1: I want like Bowser in college. I want his like teen years. I need to know what happened to him that he decided he had to marry this Ferris Bowser's Day off.
0: Anybody? Y- yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you're having that. The John Hughes style comedy with Bowser's coming of age. <laughs> just printing money. Alright. Oh, it be good stuff. Oh yeah, like a version of Pretty in Pink where like Molly Ringwald is, is uh Princess Peach and he's um James Spader. That'd be you, the title. You're just saying words to me now. I you've, just oh You've taken it too oh, far. Oh god, it's gonna jacking. be so good. But anyway, um yeah, this is kind of coming over two decades on from what was, I think, it's, it's still in some ways the standard bearer of horrific video game adaptations. Um, the Super Mario Brothers movie with uh, Dennis Hopper and his spiny head. Uh, I haven't watched it. And Bob Hoskins. I haven't watched it in a few years now,
1: but I do remember the last time that I, wa- that I watched it. It's like, those mid-90s video game adaptations, the, the, the key ones in mind being... Uh, the original Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, they're like... There's not much in terms of redeem... No, actually, apologies, no. There's a lot of redeeming qualities, even though they're both kind of awful. There's a lot of charm to them. Like Mortal Kombat, yeah. The original Mario movie, it doesn't
0: have... The one... There was a real... The one great legacy that the mario movie has uh is that it established in mario canon that mario's surname is mario yeah meaning his full name is mario jumpman mario
1: but there was a real one too mario there was a real one too there in the mid 90s of um the mario film and Waterworld that just fucking killed Dennis hopper you <laughs> know um but an animated
0: movie sure go for it yeah i i think one thing that like it's going with the minions people, and if you're gonna draw a video game comparison to the minions, they're kinda of like the rabbits, And Mario rabbits did great. True,
1: true. Now I don't wanna
0: see Mario hanging around with a bunch of minions. I don't know, but it's kinda of great. Mario's universe with that kind of sensibility, I think, could be a pretty fun. Like I don't think it's gonna be for our age group at all. Um, I think it's very much a kid focused movie. Yeah, uh, then but if the it's thing... Illumina-
1: the thing is, I I really like the Illumination Studio films. Yeah, like I genuinely like Despicable Me. Yeah, I enjoy the Minions film. So,
0: like, you like Secret Life of Pets? I fucking love Secret Life. <laughs> of Pets. Rest in peace, Ricky. Exactly. So you know what? <laughs> and they did Sing as well, which was uh, okay. I really like. Sing, I yeah. really enjoyed Sing. So, so fucking uh, go the, for it. The running gag with the uh, the Shivas and the the <sighs> J pop band. <laughs> it's super uh, good, man. It's like my favorite running joke in that movie.
1: I don't know. I really enjoyed Gunta Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd be. I'm open to the idea. The other thing I wanted to ask you before we move on is that uh, this was brought up on the the bombcast this week. So I'm kind of cribbing on them a little bit here. Do you want Mario to have proper lines of dialogue in it? No, no. Yeah, he should have Charles Martinet's limited. It's the Zelda
1: trope, but slightly a little bit more of. Everyone knows so Mario, Mario talks, but he
0: just, yeah. I see you to got it. to that bit by now, because I think it's the bit at uh, the, the the festival in town where he's given the two options of let us go and uh, actually let us Yeah, yeah, It's perfect. <laughs> Game of the year. He doesn't need any more than that. <laughs> um, speaking I, c- c- I'm of... I'm sorry.
1: I have just realized, I've had a look in your news here, and there's nothing in here about saying that I
0: need to just bring up. I'm going to bring it up now what's it's in my mind. Okay. Right. No need to get right in between two sort of related stories. Yes. Here he is
1: rebooted pokemon
0: yeah and pikachu <laughs> talking <laughs> like by the way can i just say we do a video game podcast and somehow it completely escaped us that they rebooted pokemon for i had a movie. no
1: fucking clue yeah
0: like i knew like i knew sometime in the last week i knew before i saw that clip that a pokemon movie i don't know it was a pokemon I, movie i was in the cinema and there was a poster for pokemon like the it's called like the first movie again or something like that i can't remember what it's called fucking hell or it at least something about the poster made me think it's the origin story and i was like no, the largest, <laughs> I watched the origin story on Sky One yeah, when I yeah. was a child. But yeah, I knew there was a film. I didn't realize it was a
1: reboot. Yeah, I definitely didn't fucking know. And clearly, no one in that uh, sh- uh, cinema. Yeah, could there's the clips floating around on
0: Twitter of Pikachu speaking English and a bunch of middle-aged sort of, men. But it's kind of like it seems like out. it's in a days where you could probably infer that Ash is imagining Pikachu speak. It's still super fucked. <laughs>
1: because because my original reaction was look. Pikachu's been hanging around with the, with this fucking kid now for twenty years. He yeah, yeah. should have picked up a few words. Yeah. I mean, and you were
0: immediately corrected on I that. Was Im- I like I, yeah. I saw how quickly friend of the show, Gary Kidney, I was came like, in and just went, mate, this is the origin story. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> fine,
1: it's fucking it's it's Ash imagining the voice of Pikachu talking. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm going with. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's hilarious. Oh man, super like just I I love the reaction of people in the cinema, just like what
0: the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest, like because I I haven't watched the the original Cartoon series in a long long time. Oh, great, it's uh, still great. It, it, no, it still is great. Um, but even I was like watching that, going,
0: it, "This just is weird. <laughs> yeah. Something just seems off kilter about this." Um, speaking of video game adaptations on a screen, we may be looking at an adaptation of Hitman on Hulu. I thought you said
1: Hitler there for a second. Fox
0: and Hulu are cre- cre- are teaming up to create a Hitman series according to Deadline. Pilot script will be written by Derek Colstad, creator and writer of the John Wick films, with the intention to stick as closely as possible to the mythology of the Hitman games, something the two previously released Hitman films failed at. Now, Mark, I want to shoot to you first, because initially... You were the one that told me about this, and you were a bit excited. I am excited, and I immediately tried to let air out of that balloon.
1: Yeah, you went completely the other direction. Yeah, I did. Have faith in humanity. Because when I
0: play good Hitman games, I don't come away from that going, "Man, that was a satisfying story." Yeah, yeah, but it'
1: written by the you say the guy that made John uh, yeah. wrote John Wick. Yeah, you know what not- else I could do? I could watch John Wick. Well, obviously, we could all do that.
0: Yeah, which is, but you know a what? Much better version. Like John Wick Two, you cannot tell me that that scene at that weird Euro pop rave in the middle of John Wick Two isn't a Hitman map.
1: Exactly. But that's
0: what I mean. Like John Wick Two has a universe, or well, John Wick in general has a universe that's interesting. Hitman, it's not a really interesting universe.
1: Um, well, no, actually, I, I, I don't think the John Wick universe is particularly interesting, dude. The hotel, the, the Continental stuff, yeah, yeah, man, it's but pretty interesting. No, what makes it interesting is Ian McShane Fuckin', being fucking, fucking Ian, Ian McShane. McShane, all
0: right? Fucking, um, oh, Lance Reddick as the bellhop. So all we There's, need to welcome
1: do, to John Wick cast. All we need to do here for hitman to work is Trick. have Ian McShane
0: and then have Loki as Agent 47. I, what, I will allow this to happen because obviously Hulu will ask me first. <laughs> I will allow this show to happen if the same guy the scriptwriter can greenlight a spin off of John Wick that is what happened to Kevin Nash after the events of John Wick 1. <laughs> I will green light.
1: Where did he go? I will green light this <laughs> like, hit. No, I will green light this hitman <laughs> series if Kevin Nash is
0: in it. John, can I just say, like Kevin Nash, worst doorman bouncer in the world? He knew who John Wick was. Should I say, Mister Wick? Stepped aside, let him pretty much kill everybody in the building and leave. Yeah, but you say worst. I say smartest.
1: <laughs> Well, because he didn't die yeah he probably got his downside as well didn't he because he probably heard about that dog and went he's, well, nah, he's, I'm no, right. he's got his guaranteed money he ain't working any extra much like the real kevin nash i mean he probably pulled a hamstring moving out of the way for john yeah anyway uh, we have gone way off tangent here
0: uh, the xbox one x uh had a remarkably successful launch for, except in japan for what it was well that's just the history of the Xbox brand, just <laughs> they do not give a since fuck the about very it. start day, yeah. just because it's American. Yeah. Um, but Xbox One is off to a positive start to the year with a UK launch week sales total which matched that of the Switch earlier this Indeed. year. So pretty good going for them. Uh, better yet, Microsoft Xbox One X beat the launch sales tally of the the PS4 Pro, which came out roughly the same time last yeah. year.
1: Now, here's the thing though, uh, I I can't remember who I saw a tweet from. But they were like, look, I'm not surprised that the Xbox One has matched the Switch for sales uh, for this week, but I don't expect it to continue because, you know, you're going to have... the mouth of the
0: Switch started getting out after week one.
1: Not well. even just that, but you've got, like, the, the, the niche audience that the Xbox One X is tailored for, they're obviously going to buy that at launch. You know, they're not going to wait around for it. As soon as it's out, they're going to buy it. So, I'll be curious to see, over the next couple of weeks, how quickly... That tail end of sales for the Xbox One X falls off because, um, yeah, I, I just I don't think it's going to have a big install base. It's going to hit the five ten percent of the audience that it's aimed at, marketed to. They're going to have already bought it, and then that's going to be it. You know, yeah. I th- I think that's how it will go, but we'll see. Yeah, um, so, but in uh, I mean, yeah. they probably they have to consider that a success for mm-hmm.
0: for week one. You yeah. Know? Um. Just, you know, once you don't mind those hideous downloads that we talked about last mm-hmm. week. But apparently, um, they were saying Wolfenstein 2 is an early performance success for the Xbox One X. Um, If you play it unpatched, because apparently a couple of the patches slow it down a little bit. But uh, if you play the unpatched version of Wolfenstein 2 for Xbox One X, uh, it actually does render a true 4K. Which is, yeah. you know, at least technically impressive. Well, that's um, good final couple of stories here this week capcom uh has kind of promised a, a lineup to come of games for the nintendo switch they're developing new games to release on the nintendo switch in fiscal year 2018 <clears throat> and one of those will be an ace attorney game so phoenix Wright is heading to the switch uh are there any other kind of things from capcom stable that is, you would like
1: is phoenix Wright in a marvel versus capcom game or any of those capcom fighting games
0: do know, because he should be. <laughs> um, I know he's. Uh, the everyone loved that Professor Layton Cross Phoenix Wright game when it came out a couple of years ago on three mm-hmm. DS. Um, but yeah, they've got it like Phoenix Wright has a really really big like hardcore fan base. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So that'll that'll kill on Switch. I don't think I've ever played one.
1: Um Um, no no it's not a game that I've ever gone to but I yeah it definitely the people that like it they do like it
0: anything else from Capcom's roster you'd really kind of go that'd be cool on Switch Mega Man (laughs) (laughs) Mega Man I mean really Mega Man Did we have to Um, come on I'd be interested to see if they could get Resi Seven running on it I wouldn't buy it Uh, because I already have it.
1: I mean, at some point, because like Res Evil Four has to be on it because yeah, it's on what, everything.
0: The the a uh, Switch remake of the HD remake of the GameCube remake. Yeah, yeah. has to come to us. Actually, you know what? I'm
1: am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put Capcom in just now, and I'm gonna see I'm gonna see what games or what series. Um I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind seeing that trilogy of Devil May Cry games on the yeah. Switch. I think this
0: is the first uh of the like <clears throat> this will be the first big kind of conference call that happened after the recent um sales figures came out that the Switch is like really really selling at a faster rate than anyone expected. Oh, beautiful <clears throat> so Joe. Say- Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would say there'll be a lot of kind of developers who go, yeah, do you know what, maybe we will start putting some more stuff on the Switch. The only ones who have really committed and intend to stay committed are Bethesda. Like, they really have knuckled down on the Switch quite early like, and like put Doom out last week, which I have, but I still haven't gotten to grips with.
1: Yeah, and putting the fucking stones, uh, having the stones to put it out for like 50 quid on the fucking thing.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. That is... Although apparently
1: it's more expensive in other territories. That is um, that is bold. Yeah. that is bold. Um, th- have they got a release date, uh, uh, release price for Skyrim? Uh, I don't know. Because again, if that's
0: sixty quid, but also at Skyrim, like people will pay whatever you put on Skyrim. It is a Skyrim. five-year-old
1: game. Uh huh.
0: It's more than five. Didn't that come out in two thousand and eleven?
1: I. It, my point still yeah, stands. I think it
0: came out in two thousand and eleven. Um, like Doom was last year alright it's ridiculous but it was last year and then finally this week in uh, the news it looks like you might finally be able to scratch that Team Hospital itch you've been having Mark Robinson Uh, Project Hospital is a fresh indie take on Bullfrog's Team Hospital minus the bloaty head can't wait for EA to (coughs) buy it out developer Oxymoron Games has announced Project Hospital a a hospital themed yeah uh A hospital-themed management sim that's quite a lot like that game What Bullfrog did back in the 90s. Um, Just having a look at the trailer here. Uh, We believe that the hospital theme deserves a proper fresh take and will be working hard to make an accessible hospital-managing game with a lot of depth. Uh, Will Project Hospital cure our nostalgia? Uh, I really, just looking at the trailer here, I'm appreciating the art style going on here. It's not quite Theme hospital. Like, it seems a more kind of... They're going for a style that won't date as badly yellow, as some obviously. elements of Team Hospital. Uh, um, were you a Theme Hospital guy back? In the No, Theme
1: Hospital, Theme Park. Theme? Obviously, uh, yeah. a big fan of Bullfrog Games until mm-hmm. again EA. Um, but yeah, I I loved the original Theme Park. I really like Theme Park
0: World. Um, that then you know expanded onto um, Rollercoaster Tycoon. There was a time where like things like. Rollercoaster Tycoon, uh, theme park, uh, theme hospital, Sim City—like, just they were—they seemed like the future. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it was just a case of you know there were games that you could put a lot of detail into yeah. that um, weren't you know graphically intensive, yeah. um, like you had lot like, with Football Manager in the in the nineties mm-hmm. and whatnot as well um yeah i i really just that that level of creativity um i was always into um and again like mentioned and i keep bringing it up i'm gonna make an argument for roller coaster tycoon on mobile for a game of
0: the year that is just getting no love whatsoever because it's so fucking good um it's due to release project hospital is due to release um sometime in 2018, they're a Prague-based studio. Uh, The team has previously worked on Mafia 2, Mafia 3, Quantum Break, Top Spin 4, and Euro Truck Simulator, the classic we all know and love. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'd be very happy to see I'm all about bringing back uh, styles and genres of games that kind of are fallen by the wayside. Um, Just bring them back in a kind of smaller way so that they make back their money and... Um, studios that are good at that shit can keep doing it. Now Indeed. all we need is Wargroove to come out to revive the RTS genre. <laughs> Looking forward to it.
1: If Wargroove is... The game the, we think Wargroove could be. On the same wavelength of what Golf Story was for... Oh, you used to have played
0: fucking Golf Story, so... Yeah, I need to play that before Game of the Year. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, I, I very much look forward to Project Hospital see if it can deliver on the... Uh, or shall we say, fill the the rather large boots it's setting out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the book club. Uh, the, the feature of the show every week where we talk about an important game for the past that you either should pick up for the first time if you haven't before or revisit if it's been a while. Um, and this week we're going to take you back to a game that in so many ways was an, just encapsulated myself and Mark in the 90s. It was N64, it was Polygonal, it was wrestling. It's WCW NWO Revenge. WCW NWO Revenge is a professional wrestling video game released in 1998 for the Nintendo 64 game console. It's the sequel, the 1997's WCW vs. NWO World Tour. Like its predecessor, Revenge features Aki's revolutionary grappling system, as well as heavily improved graphics, a championship mode, and a large roster of wrestlers, real and fictional. Revenge gained critical praise and tremendous commercial success, According to a 1999 article by IGN, Revenge was the best-selling wrestling game for the N64 console, and at the time was the top-selling third-party Nintendo game ever. Revenge was the last Aki-developed WCW game for the N64. The next Aki game released for the console was WWF WrestleMania 2000, which sported THQ's newly acquired World Wrestling Federation license. So, where to start with WCW, NWO, Revenge? Um, I suppose I'll go with um. We will set the, the picture for people who aren't massive wrestling fans. So, I, I started watching wrestling in nineteen ninety six. This was a few years before you were two thousand. I was two thousand. So. I was right at what you would called the start of the the Attitude era as it has become referred to in hindsight Uh, and I was a big WWF fan and I was a big WCW fan and one of the things that was a real problem uh, growing up was that wrestling games were real hit and miss wouldn't you agree Mark Uh, I like WWF Attitude I do not like (laughs) WWF Attitude at all I
1: fucking spent loads of time playing that as a kid
0: WWF Attitude, because um, this is one of the things I was going to say, is like this comes out in or around... Is it come out in between Warzone and Attitude, this comes out? Um, I think. It feels like. In my head, um, that's that's how the timeline feels sure, like. Sure, you put it around then. And Warzone and Attitude, playing them, that is not the kind of wrestling game I want. Uh, attitude, I can't remember a lot about Warzone. Attitude was very much about Warzone remembering is basically the same. Yeah, so it was a lot about remembering combos, like it was a Mortal Kombat yeah, game or it, Like, like that. that
1: ECW anarchy rules and <sighs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um So then you have World Tour, the 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 predecessor to this that comes along with this Aki grappling system. That would go on to, like, over the course of four games, I think, get refined to the point where we have an all-time classic then at the end point of No Mercy.
1: Yeah, which um, we have discussed on a prior indeed. episode with Kevin Mann.
0: And this comes two games before that in the sequence. So it's World Tour. This is Revenge. Then we have WrestleMania 2000, where it's flips to WWF. And then No Mercy, which is the the pinnacle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let me cut to you first um have you played this game much did you play it at the time thoughts uh
1: so i didn't play it i i think the first time that i played it was one of the first times that i came to ireland and um young alan 4l was (laughs) providing me with uh, a bed for the night and he sat me down and we uh I don't think he had no mercy, but I had. I spoke about my skills with no mercy, mm. shall we say? And so we sat down and we played some WCW. Let the NW. record show
0: that our lifetime uh, feud in that is uh, Dave won Mark Zero. <laughs> and I will never give you a rematch. <laughs> you will go to your grave never having beaten me at that game. It's
1: fine. I've beaten
0: you at FIFA, so... <laughs> doesn't matter. I know that hurts you way more. It really doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't keep you up at night. Really? Um, He's sweating, ladies and gentlemen
1: But yeah, so uh, I remember one of the first times that I played it Would have been around uh, Alan's house And I was just like, okay Well, I presume if this is anything Like No Mercy, I should be able to Kind of get on board with this pretty quickly Mm. And There there definitely is If you go from No Mercy To um, To WCW and WO there are a couple of minor gameplay tweaks, so a couple yeah. of minor differences You can, in some of the you can see notes. that it was
0: basically there
1: <clears throat> It was basically there
0: It was within arm's reach And
1: then obviously as well, the the general graphical, graphical fidelity um, mm-hmm. again, wasn't also quite there But it felt very much like an Aki game It felt like a game that I had played before and that I could just get straight back on board with, except this time there was Bill Goldberg and Sting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we, I don't know if we've discussed on this podcast, but we've discussed just around time that I didn't grow up watching WCW, mm-hmm. obviously, because I started in the year 2000. I did, for my sins. So by the time that I started watching WCW, Chronic were the biggest thing, which is <laughs> all you need to fucking know. Uh, so a lot of... Well, pretty much all of me and uh, my consumption of WCW is... Through the eyes of in in the eyes of history, basically, yeah. um, so I can imagine that someone who was playing WCW or was watching WCW at the time, uh, the only WCW games were like WCW Nitro and Thunder, which are. F- fucking appalling because mm-hmm. i remember playing uh wcw nitro on the play- playstation one in like 2003 2004 and i was like this is just one of the worst games i've ever played yeah. i played a bit of mayhem that was terrible backstage I, assault i'd never played backstage assault but, i've just
0: seen backstage assault but i've i've read reviews and uh-huh. it, i've yeah I've there's read some reviews, videos on youtube
1: you should yeah, look i'm sure um but i'd never i was never really clued up about this and it's a world tour. World tour was the first one. And, and this then is revenge. Revenge. Yeah. But yeah, just as soon as I came onto him, as soon as I started playing, I was like, yep, yeah, this is an Aki game. Yeah. And I just, so it, it fit like a glove. Yeah. You know?
0: So this, this comes out the year where I think for a lot of people, they would say, this is where WCW started to plateau. It mm-hmm. was right at the top. 98 is where they started to ruin everything. <laughs> but so this kind of came out where I was at a fever pitch of my WCW fandom. And it was a combination of... I had never to that point played a WCW game. Um, I don't know why I didn't have World Tour. Maybe I didn't know about World Tour. It's hard to say at that age what I knew and didn't know. Um, but it, yeah, it was a combination of, holy shit, like, here's, like, Nash and Hall and Hogan and all this shit in a video game because, uh, again, I'd played some terrible WWF games to that point and... Mm, um, and then, yeah, that twinned with, oh, this grappling system makes way more sense for a fun and engaging experience and for, like, you know, like an incredibly nerdy thing myself and my cousin used to do. And um, No Mercy ended up making it easier, um, but was the, the the pay-per-view modes you could do. So we would, like, book our own pay-per-views and wrestle them out with him as player one and me as player two on them and we would have a lot of fun now that this was the first this game was the first time where i thought this is a robust roster of i can't remember at the time going oh there's a guy in wcw i really wish was in this game it was proper like beefed out with a lot of characters in it there's a lot of things you could do some of the things they added to it and just just think about how this sort of stuff wasn't was considered relatively revolutionary at the time to include this in into a game. So there was wrestler ring entrances, which I think if you're if you're into the the pomp and pageantry of professional wrestling, entrances play a huge part of that. I of think, course. especially as a kid. Um, like our our friend Amo, who designed the cover art for this show, AmoV1 on Twitter, uh, always jokes that the only re- things he likes about wrestling. Are entrances and finishers. <laughs> you know. And that's what a lot of like casual fans it's like cuz the I mean, to be fair, that was basically the attitude era. Yeah, so like adding in just ring entrances is a big is a big deal. A larger roster as we said, having valets, so being able to bring a manager to the ring, um brighter and more colorful graphics, like just making it less drab and more kind of like cuz the 90s was a time of like just everything was so colourful and, and, and just, like, bursting with... I don't want to say attitude, but you know what I mean? Like, there was definitely... And wrestling is a very flamboyant kind of high theatre. <laughs> you know, it's like... If it if it's not bright and colourful, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want a dark, gritty wrestling sim. I don't want TNA impact on the PS3. <laughs>
1: and, I, and in fairness, um, both Warzone and Attitude are very dark in their appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they are very drab, let's say that. Yeah. And certainly coming back off of the back of, like, WWF WrestleMania and In Your House, mm-hmm. which are just, you know, effectively Mortal Kombat clones. Uh, but yeah. they were very loud, and very colourful.
0: One of my favourite little details about the revenge game is the cartoon referee that appears on the screen with the yeah. count. Yeah, um, Dude, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they kind of they stripped out the cartoon referee, but kept the kind of like the graphic for mm-hmm. uh, forward into the other games in the kind of the the Aki series. But yeah, so where did you come on board with this game then? Um, I would have gotten this around the time it came out. Okay, I would say because by 1998, I was huge into WCW. I had my N64. There was very little chance I ever saw that on a shelf and didn't get it. Really soon after. Now
1: I just I have to do a quick little survey here, just mm-hmm. for you. Uh were you there to see WCW or were you there for NWO?
0: I was WCW. You was WCW? I was I was big And Sting and Goldberg were my dudes. Yeah man. Okay. Um but, I guess by that point as well, like the the NWO was a bit of a, a, a Yeah, they a kind s- of even at eight years old they'd outstayed their welcome <laughs> a little bit by nineteen ninety eight, <laughs> to be honest um but also like putting in actual arenas into the game instead of having a generic arena really makes a big difference in these kind of games mm. um just a small little kind of uh things like that just the nice little touches to make it feel more authentic cuz you had nitro starcade bash the beach sold out super bowl halloween havoc um Having a championship mode, I think, made this made it a really cool game. So um, I'll just read from the, 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 the wiki here. Championship mode enables the player to select a belt held by a silhouetted wrestler and then defeat various opponents uh, until eventually facing the mystery champion. Successfully con- uh, competing a title mode unlocks the topple champion. Uh, titles included cruiserweight, world television title, world tag team title, United States Heavyweight title and World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, In addition, Revenge introduced a combo system where wrestlers could introduce. So this was kind of making it a more realistic symbol. You already had the grapple system in from World Tour. So now you could have a combination of strikes followed by a grappling move. Um, It was a little bit unwieldy at first, but again, that'll happen, you know, when you're adding combat mechanics to these kind of games. uh, Some things can be a bit hit and miss. Sure. that's where one of the the kind of the frailties of the game show is that I don't think the timing on those uh, combinations was really all that fantastic. To be honest, um, this game also kind of um, started getting more specific about move sets. So if there was like, do you remember like old kind of Snes era games, uh, wrestling games, would be kind of it didn't matter whether it was a standard uh, the the. The wiki used the example of a powerbomb, so we'll go with that. It doesn't matter whether it was, like, a crucifix powerbomb, a jackknife powerbomb, just a standard powerbomb or anything like that. The, the animation was just the fucking same, and yeah. it was called something different. So this was, like, um, like it, it said, it, in contrast, in this game, Chris Benoit has a kneel-down, double-underhook powerbomb uh, in this, so it's getting more and more refined. You can beef out a wrestler's moveset that way. It's not just strike, 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 finish, you know? Um yeah I I I really think that it's a it's not the best wrestling game that was ever made um but I think it's probably the most important step on the way to getting to No Mercy which I think I definitely and you probably think it's the best wrestling game oh yeah of all time oh absolutely yeah, yeah. um so I think it's worth looking at from that kind of historical perspective. That, well, you can to, see the embryonic ideas of where they would eventually get. Yeah,
1: and and to be fair, like in the the late nineties, there were people that were either WWF or WCW, mm-hmm. and so, you know, if you wanted to play with the Aki Engine, um, and you know, there were basically WWF was a claim at this point, was it? Uh, yeah, it would have been. That would have yeah. been. Yeah, was it? Was it a claim on Midway? That may Hold on, I'll find out. You'd keep it Might be a claim, but there was one of three games that you wanted to play, basically, or one of like three types of games of the same uh, engine. There was either like WCW claim, yeah. There was either like WCW WWF, or there was the Japanese games. I can't remember what the hell the Japanese one was called, mm-hmm. but you know basically using the aki engine to play in the tokyo dome with mitsuhi Masara against kensukabashi which i did play around um young allen's house and had a grand time so they all pretty much play the same but it's just the little kind of tweaks in presentation mm-hmm. and
0: the rosters um yeah that and it's really cool to have like raven's flock
1: yeah, and yeah, yeah. shit
0: like that you know um like the the key thing that i've
1: makes No Mercy stand out, is just the level of customization, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that really was, um other than, and this is the thing that I liked about Attitude, because ge- is generally is a terrible game, but Attitude had a, a ridiculous level of customization when it comes to its wrestlers, and I had, I spent more time probably just kind of making wrestlers using the shitty theme, custom theme songs they had, and just fucking around with that than like actually doing the career mode or whatever, and that was the same with No Mercy as well. And I think that definitely for me growing up, I would have grabbed gravitated more towards No Mercy just because of how much more went into the customization side of things. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Uh, an interesting tidbit before we end this one. Um, do you know who the the big absent figure was in this game? Um, it's a fun little trivia bit. There was one glaring omission from this game. Just to stay consistent with No Mercy. Was it the Giant? No. It came out in 1998, if that's a hint. Kevin Sullivan. Ric Flair. It's ah. not in this game. Because, remember, he got fired for No Showing Thunder. I just thought it was, he got buried in the desert. He got fired briefly for no-showing an episode of Thunder when he was... Oh, is this when he went to Reed's, like, baseball game or something? I think it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, Bischoff had a wobbly. um But yeah, he got briefly fired, and the period during which he was fired was where, the like, the brunt of development in this game was happening. By the time he came back, the game was nearly ready for ship. A WCW
1: so, game without Ric Flair.
0: I know, yeah. Mad, isn't it? I know, right? Um, but yeah, that's WCW NWO Revenge. Like I said, it's not the... Although it has to be said, that's more of a respectable reason for not being in a game than just
1: getting fat and being sent to OVW, <laughs> and then having your storyline replaced with Stevie, Stevie fucking
0: Richards. Indeed, um, it's not the greatest wrestling game ever made, like I said, but I think it's it's a template. It's a it's yeah, it's an important stepping stone. Yeah. For that. Also, Aki Man is great to play on that yeah. game <laughs> with all his flips. Um, but yeah, it's an important stepping stone. It's an it's a fun historical artifact and. If you ever want to play uh, a wrestling game that plays well with a full WCW roster, but you're not Ars just creating them all in No Mercy, this is the game for you. Because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they had, like, all of the, the moves of, like, Goldberg and whoever else for yeah. No Mercy. Mark, one last bit of... Uh business to get done here and that's your turn to as i name have 92's game. on
1: several occasions i'm going to take us back
0: to the xbox live arcade mm-hmm. much as the n64 is my trope on the show for a book club yeah X- xbla is yours. well the thing
1: is the N- n64 would be mine but because you keep going to it i mm-hmm. have to go into something else uh 2008 um now, Dave, were you a man in your younger years? Who... I was once. You was. Would you uh, visit the site Newgrounds? No. No? You never visit Newgrounds? No. Okay. Do you know two 2000...
0: You're talking about 2008. I'm
1: talking before this. Like oh. This would have been around about, like, this is the early 2000s. You know, the kind of real dawn of no, the internet. My,
0: my internet usage then was negligible.
1: Ah, That's... see, me and uh, my boys, the band... The crew, uh, the crew uh, during the, the times that we could use the internet at school, um, where you had the the general dickheads who would try and find, you know, uh, adult gentlemen's literature. Uh, yeah. Me and Jack and the others were finding dumb websites uh, for flash games and like kind of mini like cartoons and all this kind of dumb stuff. And Newgrounds became a real kind of haven for a lot of the. Um, work that you see, like today, for example, Ego Raptor, who I'm, you're probably aware of, mm-hmm. one half of Game Grumps, uh, Aaron Hansen You know, he got a uh, he start. A lot of his work was from uh, Newgrounds. Um, you know, just all these kind of flash cartoons and flash games. And years later, uh, the studio, of studios um, that were formed out of Newgrounds. Um, they'd released Alien uh, Hominid. Um, a couple of years earlier, uh, and then they released a game called Castle Crashers, and Castle Crashers is genuinely, genuinely one of the best games on the Xbox Live Arcade system.
0: And that's what we're going to do. Next and that's week. what we're going to do
1: next week. Okay. So Castle
0: Crashers for episode ninety two of Link to the Cast. Anyway, that is going to do it for Link to the Cast this week. Episode ninety one. Um, this podcast is available on soundcloud itunes and most podcasting platforms if you just search for link to the cast subscribe to us there rate and review it all helps us the website is linktothecast.eu. if you want to get in touch link to the cast at gmail.com is the email address social media the most reliable way to get in touch with us and to keep posted on when our content goes up uh social media is facebook.com forward slash link to the cast and at link to the cast on twitter i'm at dave ryan iv on twitter mark is at lithium project uh Sometimes we stream games over Twitch TV for slash Link to the Cast and we archive them later on YouTube. Just search for Link to the Cast on there. Our video series are on hiatus at the moment at least, um, but we have plenty of archived content up there on the YouTubes. For episode 91 of Link to the Cast, I have been Dave Ryan. That man over there has been Mark Robinson. And we shall see you all next week. Goodbye.